0: Select the mask agents best suited for this mission.
1: Jason G, DJ, movie writer, '80s guru, vehicle code name Frontier. Wyatt B, e, sound engineer, movie writer, airman, vehicle code name Dakota.
0: Personnel approved. Assemble mobile armored strike command.
2: Welcome, cast listeners, and thank you for joining us for our eighth episode. My name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy Wyatt, the kit to my
1: Michael Knight. That is. How nice. you doing tonight? How are you, Turbo Boost time? How's it going, <laughs> Matt? And yeah, we're having some fun, of course, in the studio. It's been a long time but uh, we're we're ready to rock and get back on our mask cast seats as if you will.
2: It has been too long. This has been we've been recording about every week and now but it's been I think 3 weeks since our last recording, but it was all for good reason as we welcomed in our newest mask agent. That's
1: right. Little Adam. Right. we have mask agent Adam who has now joined the fleet. <laughs> the fleet I like that. <laughs> he uh, he came in last Wednesday. He's weighing at uh, eight pounds five ounces, and of course he came into the world screaming a little bit, but
2: he's, that's a
1: good thing. Yeah, he's he's been an awesome little guy to have around here. Uh, he's taking quite a bit of daddy's attention so far, as well as mom. But uh, that's all good. Uh, first time father here, so i'm learning the ropes we got the second time father on the other end of the mic he's uh he knows all about this too well
2: yes i do and uh i can giggle <laughs> uh more of like, all the things you're going through or like or will uh-huh. be going through
1: <laughs> see what i had to go through
2: <laughs> but it's worth it it's it's all good yeah it is so we've got some uh extra time to fill ...this month, so we'll be able to go a little bit longer with our cast episodes. And uh, we're hoping to get uh, another extended episode for episode number 9. And we'll keep you informed about that coming up. But uh, if you'll remember back to episode 7, we had a little kind of a running poll going... ...over who would side with Wyatt or who would side with Jason. as Wyatt gave the last episode, which was Dinosaur Boy a 4 out of 5 and I gave it a 2 out of 5. And did you see what the results ended up being?
1: I was a little distracted the last couple of weeks. So, <laughs> you're going to have to I figured. You're going to have to give me that those stats. Well, actually, you
2: came out on top by one single vote. There was uh, a few votes in between the 4 and the 2 at a 3, so I threw those out the window and I think you had three uh, I think you had four votes uh on the four and five side and i had three votes on the two and one side so you ended up coming out victorious and i guess dinosaur boy was more for the good than the bad
1: well i guess we'll find out on this week because we got uh we got a whole new episode to talk about we may or may not have the same rating uh i know like we said it's been a couple weeks we've done our homework as we've been calling it and um I guess we're ready to start the cast.
0: It's sure gonna be a great movie. These space war movies are starting to bore me. They're all the same. You'll like this one. They've got a bunch of great special effects. Come on. I want to get good seats. (laughs)
1: So our episode begins with an intro to Matt, Scott, and T-Bob all going in and seeing a sci-fi movie, Uh, kind of like a Space Wars theme, I guess is what what, uh, it was trying to go for. Then you see T-Bob, which I don't understand how a robot can get bored, but T-Bob tends to seem bored of the movie already, but Scott, you know, he's all excited, he loves the special effects, which... I can't imagine what the special effects might have been in the 80s, except uh, maybe comparing them to Star Wars. Uh, otherwise, I don't know what they're looking at.
0: That was a good one. I can almost feel it. Huh? Feel what? That. These are the best special effects I've ever
1: seen. In the meantime, we have Rax and Dagger showing up along the alley. With Switchblade closing in on the roof and saying, I'll give them a night to remember, says old Miles Mayhem.
0: All right, Mayhem,
1: let's get this show on the road.
0: I'll give them an opening night to remember.
1: Inside we see what looks like UFOs shooting lasers at other spacecraft, when all of a sudden we see a laser blast from Switchblade rumbling the movie theater scott you know he's so intrigued with the movie that he thinks it was a great special effect where matt is a little suspicious and you can kind of even see there's a concern look he doesn't say anything at first with that one
2: uh, right and then he later chimes in as this is a little bit too real
0: all right dagger your turn i'll give him everything i've got I'll Yes, two. Hey, this isn't part of the film. Ah, I sure hope it's
1: not the coming attraction. Come on, let's get outside. The
2: uh, the r- the room shouldn't be shaking, you know, kind of like it is.
1: Right. Well, I know and the soap overs those. can be pretty thumping, but uh, I don't think that that violent.
2: Right. So uh, Miles takes his shot at the roof, and then he invites Rex and Dagger to. Come in and take their shot at the roof, and then Matt and pretty much uh, everybody in the theater rush outside. And he sees Venom, and then quickly Miles orders a retreat with Dagger still kind of shooting at the roof. And he says, "Our objective is accomplished," or something. Right. So they kind of go back to uh, they they retreat, and uh, uh, Scott gives the normal plea to Matt. Wanting to help Mask, and tells him Matt tells him he'll have to stay behind for this one, as he always does.
0: What are you going to do, Dad? Call in the Mask team? Are you, huh? That depends on what information the computer comes up with. Well, you can count on us to help you get to the bottom of it. Is there
1: somebody else here? I don't see.
0: Sorry, sir, but it's too dangerous.
1: Right. Now, did you notice here, um, when they're driving... In Thunderhawk, did you notice that T-Bob is sitting on Scott's lap and not in the back seat? Because I know the Camaros had a back seat. I thought it was just fun to see him. I I didn't really, I didn't really notice that at all. The only thing I can think of is maybe for the cartoon effect. You know, you see him, but it didn't make sense, adult-wise, or 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 thinking of it now, it's like uh, they take out the back seat. Yeah. I would think so, especially for a little teenage (laughs) preteen boy there. But uh, as we digress, they they end up pulling up to Boulder Hill, and they're greeted by Buddy Hawks. And Matt suggests that Scott go to the park or library. And, of course, I had to think this one out. Where is there a library or a park in the desert?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's a good point because a lot of times we'll see the mansion – Uh, we'll kind of pull back and it's kind of lush and green and whatever. And then the, of course, when they get to Boulder Hill, it's more about kind of in the desert or whatever, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was funny that, okay, I don't want to put my kid in jeopardy by going on a mission, but at the same time, I'll let him just, you know, take off down the highway on his scooter and go wherever he wants.
1: That's right. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, you know, Scott is bummed and complains to D-Bob, like always. Then, uh, as Matt and Dusty are walking to the door, they hear him complain. Then Matt must have sprung to Matt's mind that he suggests they go to the new observatory. And, of course, that all of a sudden changes his mood. And then uh, as they're inside, the mass computer ends up not coming up with anything about why Venom attacked the movie theater. It doesn't
0: make sense. Buddy, why would Venom want to attack a movie theater? Well, let's see what the computer came up with. Analysis, unsuccessful, insufficient data. I could have come up with that.
1: I love how... Yeah,
2: it says something about uh, insufficient data.
1: Right, right, that's what it was. And I kind of liked how Buddy says, I could have come up with that. Yeah. Then Matt has the computer, of course, assemble the team. We got Gloria, Brad, Alex, and Buddy all joining the team.
2: just three on the Venom side,
1: Miles and Rax and Dagger. Right, and here's another quandary that I saw again, and it's only because I think I have finally noticed it on this episode. When we we finally get a closer look at Alex's left arm, and it has perplexed me for many years, even to this day, what does he have beside his watch? There's two box computer-looking things up near his elbow. What is that?
2: I don't know. I kind of noticed that. Myself i mean uh
1: i I don't remember it, it, an episode <laughs> where he uses that, so it it, it- it I'm just dumbfounded what that is, or if they kind of think he's the computer genius something so that's like a i don't know a arm computer before they came up with palm pilots and smart smartphones and all that, yeah, so
2: I don't know it could be or I don't know what you would need at a pet store. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> But, uh yeah, so after they assemble the uh, agents, they cut right to the agents at Boulder Hill. They have their little kind of scheming, and Buddy says his underworld contacts say the next strike is at the observatory. Buddy, any luck
0: with your underworld contact. Yeah, my source says Venom's next strike is going to be the McKenzie Observatory. The observatory? Scott and T-Bob are there. And then, of course, Matt
2: goes into the panic over, oh, Scott and T-Bob just left for there. So, we don't get the normal mask uh, energizing scene where they're up in the, I don't know, what what have we been calling it? I've uh, been calling it the mask room. Yeah,
1: the mask, yeah, really the mask room. I call it the Voltron elevator.
2: (laughs) Right. And uh, so, we don't get that this time, and they pretty much just roll right out in their vehicles towards the observatory. And Matt sees Switchblade up overhead. I believe he says, polluting the sky.
1: Right.
0: Just in time with what's polluting the sky. Everyone, into defense mode.
2: So they go right into defense mode, and the mask. We see the masked vehicles transforming, and Miles reveals the. observatory uh, leading the mass team there was just a ploy right. that he was just kind of assembling them there to test out this ultimate weapon I right. guess we would call it
1: and you know I, I, I noticed that Matt calls out orders to the vehicles. he calls out Rhino Condor Shark not the people's names now and then he calls them out and I thought this was kind of odd he calls out ground support for the ground vehicles. So you got, you got, uh, Rhino and shark, which are primarily the ground vehicles offering ground support. Then you got, of course, Condor and Thunderhawk, which are obviously going to provide air support. I just thought it was kind of comical that he spells it out.
2: Yeah. It's almost unnecessary, but yeah, you can see it's just kind of, I think building up Matt as the leader of the team. True. True. So, uh, Miles turns on this uh, ultimate weapon to, uh, we figure out it disables the masked vehicles at first, their their weapons, and then ultimately it will disable their uh, ability to really steer or uh, con- any kind of control at all.
0: Mask, right. you're in for the surprise of your life. Sonic boom should shake up Mayhem. It won't fire. What's wrong?
2: So Matt doesn't have his Sonic Boom, and then Alex doesn't have any control over the battering ram to destroy the boulders that the uh, that Rax and Dagger have knocked loose to kind of get in their path.
1: Right. Then we see the little I call them quarter images on the TV so you can See everybody popping up. Yes. Saying their their weapons or their vehicle are not responding, nothing worked. And of course, they all had their little cliché uh, as they're saying it.
0: I say the battering ram should plow through those blokes. Hello? The battering ram stalled. My belly cannons aren't working either. The power stroke caught deployed. My hypno headlights fizzled. What give?
1: None of my weapons are working either. And something that got really noticed in this episode for me was, and I noticed it before, but it was more pronounced in this episode, is how there is an echo whenever they wear their masks.
2: You know. Yeah, you, they have a kind of a different voice or
1: uh, reverb. Really, is what's been yeah good to them.
2: And I think it's good. I mean, I think that's if it if they hadn't had that other kind of voice alteration. While they had their masks on, it would have really kind of taken away, I think, from the show. And
1: I, I like it. I just, I do too. It's more pronounced in this. But anyway, we yeah, get uh, switchblade cutting open the top of the observatory with the lasers, and T-Bob is now going crazy because this uh, this interrupter is, is bugging out t T-Bob.
0: <laughs> T-Bob, you look weird.
1: Then we see Thunderhawk is trying to chase Switchblade. The engines finally give out on Thunderhawk, and of course all the vehicles lock up. Uh, Miles is chuckling as he lifts the telescope out of of the uh, building. Well, I I liked this scene. We see Rhino go over like a small cliff and crash. Then the, the drama kind of spurs on as we see uh, condor crashing into shark.
2: And as they, well, oh, oh, we actually don't see that. We see well, that's wh- right. what we screen. believe. Yeah. They, they really kind of cut that out, which obviously would have made for a, a really tremendous scene, right. you know, back then. Cause you just didn't get the kind of real kind of vehicle collisions and accidents and stuff, you know, where they're ramming each other. I think back in, Back in the day, but right. Uh, but that, yeah i i loved uh, I love the way Alex too. Before, you know, he was figuring out what was going on. He's like, oh, "This is bloody weird," you know, or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is bloody weird. I love I love his expressions, but
2: uh, I do too.
1: Brad is faulting himself then. The next scene, you see that they're at the hospital. And it, I like it because we see the drama continue as we find out that Gloria is in serious condition. Has there been any change at all?
0: I'm afraid her condition is still critical. he has been unconscious all night. It was all my fault. I'll never forgive myself. Stop blaming yourself. You couldn't help it. Somehow Venom sabotaged our vehicles.
1: matt would it be all right if I stayed here? Gloria might need me.
0: Sure, Brad. And don't worry. We'll make Venom pay for this.
1: And then it kind of flips back.
2: Well, he almost looks like he's he's crying.
1: It almost uh, does, yeah.
2: At the... I, I think it's like right after... you know They take her out of the car. Alex said this doesn't look good or something. Right. And it almost looks like he's crying. And then back at the hospital, we see Brad is still blaming himself for the accident. And he likes to stay behind with Gloria.
1: Right, I, which I literally like that part of the scene. And then it kind of just flips again for our next t- scene to being back at Mask Headquarters. You see Buddy and Alex are all repairing the vehicles. And I liked that Scott came up and asked the question what they're doing. And Alex, I'm sure for, for the, the storyline, explains what they're doing by putting in... They found out there was... A, this neutralizer took out the vehicle operating systems, which I thought was kind of interesting to hear.
0: T-Bob was affected the same way the mass vehicles were. What do you mean? According to the data readout of yesterday's battle, Venom has perfected a cyclonic disruptor. What's a cyclonic disruptor? It would be capable of interfering with our vehicle's operating system. You
1: know, way back when, he did not hear much of operating systems. Uh, right. until really the mid-90s when you dealt with uh, Windows 3 on or DOS and, and so on. So I, I thought it was kind of neat using that verbiage even back in the 80s. But he explains that they were affected by Venom. And then Matt comes up and briefs the guys on the telescope being dumped along a back road. Uh, and then as they walk into the situation rooms, what I kind of call it, they discover that the movie theater and observatory all share a similar dome. And they dis- they come to the realization that it's a dress rehearsal, as Alex says, for something much bigger. Yet good old Alex developed a counterattack on all of the vehicles and for T-Bob. And uh, as Alex is putting that little gimmick, uh, neutralizer, whatever, into T-Bob, I noticed how he tickled. How does a robot get tickled? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, T Bob does a lot of things that probably a robot would not do. That's true. <laughs> Emotions and you know everything's that he everything that he says uh you know happens to him or whatever. You know, remember the uh PSA where they used the ladder on his foot and he's like ouch, you know. Right. So it's yeah, I mean it's it's T Bob.
1: That's right. He's allowed a little leeway.
2: Right. So uh, Alex clears it with Matt that uh, T-Bob and, of course, Scott can ride along in Rhino uh, along the mission. So T-Bob is used as their kind of early warning signal uh, when Venom is around. And they've got this, uh, they called it cyclonic disruptor, whatever it was. The ultimate weapon, since this is the name of the episode, we'll call it. Uh,
1: right, and I like when they use that. And I really liked how Matt, you know, they added that little, uh, I guess, little parent father son discipline right there, because you know Scott's all eager, he's really really raring to go, and he's even saying, "I'm going to show that Venom, you know, what for?" But hey, you know, Matt or Matt just kind of stomps on him a little bit and says, "Hey, Scott." You gotta stay in the computer compartment of Rhino. That's the safest of all the masked vehicles. Wow!
0: This is terrific! See, bob we get to help out! Oh, I'm underwhelmed! (laughs) Dad, I promise we'll do a real good job. I'll show Venom a thing or two. Hold it, Scott. I told Alex the only way I would let you come along is if you stay in Rhino's computer room. But... It's the safest place of all the mask vehicles, and I don't want you
1: leaving it for any reason. Okay?
0: Yeah, I promise.
1: And you know, he's a little bummed, but you could see it. You could see the the yeah uh, the father son, and a little bit of you know safety for from the parent you know perspective.
2: You know, it would have been fun to see. Uh, I wish they if the if mask would have lasted a little bit longer than the just a couple years that it did last that, uh, having Scott grow up and be his own little agent or something and get a, get a mass vehicle and stuff.
1: I thought that would be really, really cool to have Scott be a part of the mask team. In fact, you know, if it would have to go much further, uh, like we would have hoped I could almost see him be, uh, kind of the, uh, next generation leader. Yeah. But, uh,
2: so anyway, so we get back to the uh, the room. There, the computer suggests that Venom's next target is this nuclear reactor site, right, buddy? I don't know if it's Buddy or Alex suggests that they just received a large shipment of plutonium, um, and there's only a skeleton crew working there. So I guess they believe this is a good uh, data they have on this uh, nuclear reactor site. Um, so we they cut right to it. Venom is. Going after the plutonium. Uh, Milesy's mask show up, those darn party poopers.
0: <laughs> ah, a new reader reactor. I think I'll give them a house warming. Ready down there? You bet, plutonium. Here we come. Here come the party poopers. Well, I'll take care of them
2: miles turns on his machine t-bob starts going crazy inside the rhino's computer compartment there and matt tells them which i thought was really cool to act like the vehicles are affected by this at first so they can get a little bit closer right uh kind of surprise them
1: right i thought that was a very good tactic that the script writers wrote in there you know make it look actually realistic you know come in there make it look like they're all screwed up so it The plan worked. Uh, Then Thunderhawk launches two missiles at Switchblade. Of course, then that's when Miles uh, realizes what happened. He quickly changes Switchblade into the jet mode and, uh, you know, diverts the the missiles.
2: Actually, I think it was the other way around. I think it was uh, Rhino shows up. He shoots the lasers into the ground and he dumps all the dirt that's right on jackhammer onto uh yeah onto jackhammer and piranha and then miles sees oh they're they got their weapons and he shoots his two missiles first and then matt uh shoots the two from thunderhawk to take those other two missiles from from mayhem off and towards uh switchblade and he's got a Kind of scurry around real quick. He's gotta transform it back into the jet real quick so he can go a little faster and Right. And he directs the directs the missiles into the mountainside there.
1: Right. And then Alex yells out that Miles well, Alex I'm sorry. Miles turns up the neutralizer basically. And then Alex yells out that Miles found a way to neutralize their neutralizer.
0: So well, they tried to trick me. Well they're not clever enough. I'll just increase the power on the cyclonic destructor. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh no! What oh, oh. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. oh. was that? Whoa! Mayhem found a way to neutralize our neutralizers. Very unsporting of him, I must say.
1: Of course, <laughs> you know he even adds to it, going, "How unsporting of him!" <laughs> um, then Matt suggests abandoning the vehicles in the meantime. And then Rax and Dagger are going after the Plutonium. And as the crew jumps out of all their vehicles, they kind of huddle up. Then he initiates Jack, uh, Jackrabbit. And then they c- carries them. And they, as they start flying, Miles is ready to unleash some of his own mayhem.
2: When is, this the, is this the first
1: time that we used Jackrabbit? I think this is the first time we've seen Jackrabbit being used, yeah. Here's my game plan. Jackrabbit,
0: off! Persistent fools. Well, I won't let them get... What's going on? Do you see what I see? I do, and don't believe it.
2: This is the first time that I'm remembering that it gets used, or at least in this capability,
1: right. And um,
2: then Brad shows up.
1: Yeah, Brad shows up with uh, Miles. You know, he's ready to unleash some mayhem. When all of a sudden he sees like hundreds of masked vehicles. It even what I thought was kind of comical here. They it even confused Matt until Alex tells them that Brad is just out of range of that neutralizer and is creating a hologram. Yeah. So that allows the mask the other mass team, to get to the nuclear reactor um, to try to try to thwart uh, Venom's plans. And Miles can't is, is unable to stop the vehicle, so he shouts out, to "Retreat!" When Rax is right next to the, the vault or whatever, and says, "We're too close to stop now.
0: Something's wrong. The disruptor won't stop their vehicle. Break off the mission." We're too close to stop now. We're surrounded by mask agents. Get out of there, fast! But leave behind something for them to remember us by. You know what? There they go! Forget them. We have a bigger problem on our hands.
1: Which I thought was funny. He did said it casually. Yeah. Um... I love Rax. They, uh, he is so sarcastic and uh uh we'll get to it uh, in a minute but well I love I love his his reactions all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's the classic sarcasm yes, he is. It's Two Miles. <laughs> but uh so Miles yeah, he calls off the mission. Uh he wants uh, Rax and Dagger to leave something for them to remember us by, which obviously is that small little bomb on the vault door. So Matt and the other crew, they show up and they see Dagger and Rax heading down the hallway. And Matt says, no, let him go, because he goes over and, and sees that there's a bomb there. Um, he scans it with Spectrum and he tells the uh, other two guys that he can't do anything to defuse it. So Alex grabs it and he's got this, uh, what do you say,
1: rocket pack? Yeah, it was a rocket pack from Jackrabbit. And he just takes a little small plate basically out of it. And um,
2: they run outside.
1: Right. And I like because they put the seconds on the screen as it's timing down to add a little drama there. And uh, what I thought was funny is he didn't say, you know, uh, Jackrabbit on or something. He says, Tally ho! Tally ho! (laughs) It goes to plate, he carries it off, and then boom, it explodes. Everybody's safe. Then Matt quips, looks like Venom bombed out again.
2: Yeah, Matt is always on his toes with those little
1: quips.
2: (laughs) He seems to always have one for the situation at hand. Uh, And then you see uh, after the bomb explodes, it's almost like a fireworks display up overhead, and they're just kind of staring at it. And then it cuts to the final scene, which is Gloria leaving the hospital. They have a little laugh there at the end where she uh, says, Well, I couldn't let you guys have all the
1: fun, you know,
2: going after Venom. Right. Of
1: course, Matt had to jump in and say "Saying that being chased by Venom and nearly being blown up is fun. Sure you don't need my
0: help, Gloria? Thanks, T-Bob. But I feel fine. You sure got well fast. I had no choice, Scott. After all, your father and the team were having all that fun with Venom. Fun? You call chasing Venom all over two counties and being nearly blown up fun? Yeah, I do. You know,
1: she's right. (laughs) (laughs) And of course she puts back, yeah, I do. And then of course Matt kind of chuckles at at it it and says, you know, she's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
2: I didn't. One minute he's so serious and you know
1: And then he laughs it off.
2: <laughs> and that yeah, that was just I, I don't know. I didn't like the ending. Right. But uh alright, so it ends with the usual laugh. We didn't get a you know, I'll get you mask at the end right, this time. Didn't. Uh which has been customary probably probably in over half the episodes we've seen, maybe even more than that so far. We're up to episode seven now, so I probably about four or five of the episodes. It's always, you know, I'll I'll be back, mask or whatever. Right. Uh, so we didn't get that, but we get the uh, the uh, PSA at the end, which is about hitchhiking this time. Right. And uh, I found it kind of comical, you know. Uh, Scott's like, you know, we shouldn't, why shouldn't we hitchhike? And Matt says, uh, well, you know, you don't know who's going to pick you up. It could be a venom
0: agent.
1: Or a child molester, which, you know, which one is worse, really?
0: <laughs> hitchhiking is dangerous. You never know who's going to pick you up. The person who picks him up could be a venom agent. Worse, a child molester. Hey, Jeff! How about walking into the game with us? Dad, yeah, when it comes to hitchhiking, I say thumbs down.
1: That was a really, that was really a odd kind of... Yeah.
2: And then uh, yeah. then we give him the, uh, uh, Scott says, well, we'll give him the thumbs down to hitchhiking. <laughs> so, and that was the the kind of end of it there. Now, I'm going to, before we get into our uh, verdict uh, and ratings of the episode, um, some of these I've posted online have been the complete episode, including the the intro music and then the outro music. And this was the first week I really watched the outro music little uh, take there when they're rolling the credits. I don't know if you've been watching or have watched any of those. But they really got some kind of different animation. Uh, especially with Boulder Hill, they show it active a little bit more. Right. And, and the vehicles. And then that end shot where they're all kind of uh, standing right in front of Boulder Hill with kind of the sunset in the background, you know.
1: Right. I've noticed it's, that. It just
2: seems kind of funny. It's, it's funny to me that that ending sequence, they didn't you know, use more of that kind of style in with the cartoons. Like that, the outro is more of like a toy commercial to me, or toy promotion, right? Because it's showing all the vehicles transforming. It's showing Boulder Hill interacting, which we only have gotten one time in the first, you know, seven, like seven right. episodes now. So, I don't know. What's your reaction to like the outro?
1: I like the scene outro. There? I, I I like it because you see every vehicle. Uh, at least from season one you see all the vehicles you see them all transform. and i'll be honest i think it is now that you kind of pointed it out i think it is more of a little bit of a commercial for the toy line so that they could push the toys a little bit more uh, yeah. just so you saw all the vehicles that again maybe it was you know you see all the capabilities that mask is truly capable of and that's what they were trying to do who knows
2: yeah, well, I mean, like the intro, if you're coming into the show and you don't know much about Mask, you can kind of get an idea of everything that's involved with the show, too. Right. Um, so, anyway, I just wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, what did you uh, you give the episode?
1: I honestly gave it a five. I thought it was very good drama. Uh, I really didn't see any flaws. There was a couple, you know, so you didn't see Brad uh, crash into Gloria. I didn't think too much of it. Uh, But I like really the drama. I like that we see there was actually some kind of emotion there with Gloria getting hurt and Brad feeling that was his fault, even when it was really venom. Uh, We see Scott and T-Bob actually being functionally used in the episode, not as a comic relief, not as them getting in trouble for some reason or another, but they were actually useful as part of the team. Uh, What did you think?
2: Well, just backing on what you just said, I I've, I agree uh, this might have been the one of the maybe two episodes that Scott and T-Bob has been used in a – they've been used uh, in a good way and have really interacted well with what was going on in the episode. And it wasn't just like a side story of them going off and doing something and getting in trouble and, and all that. I was one off from you. I gave it a four. Um, there was a couple things. It was just kind of small. It was a great episode, I think. It just was not the the five range for me, I guess. Uh, there was we didn't have the mask chamber scene, but we did, which I thought was pretty cool. We had the masks going on the agents inside the vehicle, which is the first time we've seen that. Right uh, at the beginning, I, I believe it happened in in pretty much everyone's vehicle except for Brad. I don't think they showed it in Condor, oh. I don't know how you would do that anyway, but uh and then it you know things that jump in my mind I was like, all right, well, they put the mask on, but they have the seatbelt over the mask, which is you know stupid right uh and not in the st- stupid in the sense that it you know they didn't think about that i mean it was, it's stupid for me to kind of bring it up. It's just one of those things having gone through. Uh, television broadcasting classes in college that you you notice when you're when you're watching uh, a movie or whatever. But uh, I thought that was cool that they did that inside the the vehicle. I liked the split screen animation, I guess you would say, where the agents kind of pop up and say something. They did that a couple times in the episode. What kind of got me was that it seemed like the mask agents knew a little bit too much about what was going to happen next. Uh, the, they knew that there was a plutonium shipment to this reactor place and that there was a skeleton crew working there. Uh, I didn't like the ending necessarily. I mean, Miles was kind of fooled too easily, you know. Right. It just seemed like, well, he stopped all these vehicles after turning up the power, but here come 100 more that look exactly the same every fourth one or whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean that's I mean and this is me kind of being probably overcritical about it. Uh, the bomb drama at the end was really good, uh, and then the Matt with his one eighty that he did on his opinion of about chasing Venom and, and what Gloria said about it. You know, them having all the fun. Yeah, he just kind of turned that one one eighty a little bit too quickly for me. But but other than that, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm trying to, I'm being overcritical, but. Uh, it was still good, and I gave it a four. So so did you see anything that uh, tied into the script?
1: I saw quite a bit, actually. Uh, one of the big things that I saw was the crash scene. Uh, in our movie, we actually have a big crash scene, and it's a, it's a big emotional uh, situation, except it's not Gloria that's involved. It's actually Matt. Uh, I can't elaborate too much more, but uh, it's... it's uh, Far more worse than uh, what Gloria, at least what it alluded to in the cartoon. Uh, Matt is uh, seriously, seriously uh, hospitalized in our movie. What about you? Did you see anything else that we in the movie?
2: I did take that away uh, as well. The the kind of hospital scene, and uh, obviously, like you said, it wasn't Gloria that gets hurt in the script. Also another thing I took away was kind of the use of Scott and T Bob in that they are in with Rhino in our movie and they kind of they're not necessarily uh part of the the plot to the movie but they hide out in the computer compartment in Rhino and uh Alex and Bruce stumble upon them
1: yeah, you're right they, we have them. Stumble upon them in the in the computer compartment of Rhino, uh, but we use we use uh, Scott and T. Bob kind of hit and miss throughout the movie, but uh, for a good part of the the battle scene, of course, we have them as the the comic relief. Uh, they I won't say they get in the way, but they kind of get um,
2: in danger. Yeah,
1: they get in danger. That's the right way. They get in danger and. Of course, that has to cause another um, series of issues for Matt and the rest of the team to deal with. So that moves us right into our next little segment, which is the uh, ratings that uh, our viewers and uh, fans have rated. We have ten who rated five, which means they thought it was a great or signature episode. We had twelve. Uh, rated as a four, good with maybe just a few flaws. Which that was great. And there was no other markings below that, so it was one of the better episodes that we've seen.
2: Twenty-two votes. That's pretty good too, uh, as far as we've had the the poll up a little bit longer since we've been away for a couple weeks. But um, that's a good, a pretty good amount of votes for the weekly uh, polls we've been putting up there.
1: Right, and we and have uh, we have three. Uh, comments uh, why don't you take off one of them
2: ok um, the, uh, the first one is Wing. he says uh, personally I thought more should be done with Gloria uh, getting hurt and Brad blaming himself part but it just seemed to happen to get Brad and Gloria out of the story then Brad comes in with the holograms as a way to get the guys inside without being shot up by a switchblade Uh, He also says, I was happy for Scott that he finally got to be helpful. And poor (laughs) T-Bob.
1: And the second comment we have is from our loyal fan, Anna. Uh, In this episode, we get to see one of the very few examples of a mask agent getting hurt, which is good. If this were real, they, of course, would have been hurt or killed a lot more often. Another part I liked is... When we are told that Venom deliberately has leaked, that their next attack site will be the observatory in order to pull mask in a way so that Buddy didn't get suspicious. Venom is clearly an organization that knows what it's doing. If we ever should have been in doubt about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. And the last one I thought was really interesting, too. Tony... Says, yeah, I thought it was odd that Buddy didn't go to Matt right away after he heard the observatory was the next rumored Venom target. After all, he was present when Matt suggested Scott and T-Bob go there to check out the space exhibit. So I guess, you know, this is me talking. I guess it could have been some time in between where he learned that. But he says at the end, I used to wonder for a while if Buddy was secretly a double agent, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Kind of a take on... On mask that maybe one of them is you know leaking information over to Venom or whatever. Right. But it's these underworld you know contacts that supposedly he has. Uh, there's got to be some double agent stuff going on in there. So that was an interesting comment by Tony. Right, Thanks uh, for that. Thank
1: you. So that moves us on to our next week's episode. What do we got?
2: Actually, the next episode we had already kind of led up to uh, Anna. She. Whipped us back into shape, I guess you would say, (laughs) since she's the Vanessa fan, uh, and and told us last week that the ultimate weapon was the next episode, which obviously we just went through. But this next episode is uh, episode eight, the Rotex, and this is where Venom steals a swarm of metal-eating bugs secretly developed by the
1: military. So that ought to be pretty cool. I didn't know we we were developing any metal-eating bugs in the military. Well, I guess you're.
2: Uh, that's classified. You're not a. Uh, I'm not on not the, on that highest level yet. I guess not. Jeez, <laughs>
1: I feel bummed about that one.
2: You know, Air Force bugs—they fly, man. Come on. You would think. You should know that. You would think. Anyway.
1: Yeah. You better wrap it up. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Jason. He also has a website, uh, rediscoverthe80s.com. And if you're not aware of it yet. I really encourage you guys to check it out, Uh, reason being, he has recently started his own radio station, and it's of course dedicated to the 80s, so if you're interested or like the 80s, uh, go visit him, he's on Radionomy, and you can actually uh, tune in on other different websites out there, I know uh, I just discovered today that TuneIn is also another application you can use that will also pick up Rediscover the 80s radio.
2: I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun little journey. I've, I feel like I've kind of almost spread myself a little too thin with everything I got going on with uh, Rediscover the 80s now. But uh, we'll put up a, a link in the show notes here um, if y'all want to go check that out. But uh, appreciate you bringing that up.
1: No problem. And I guess that does it. For Jason, I'm Wyatt, and this has been MaskCat.